Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso, Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. I guess I don't always have to say the full name of the podcast, but I don't know. It makes me smile. <laughs> I think you should. I like it too, because I think it's fun. Plus, you never <laughs> know, you know, if we've got some listeners who might just jump in midstream. People do that. That's a thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my anxiety is so, like, I, I'm like, I have to go back and listen to everything. I'm getting better about it, but and you mm-hmm. think having collected comics for, I don't know, 30 plus years of my life, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't be like I have to, it wouldn't be the Pokemon, like I have to have them all thing. <laughs> but you'd think I would be used to be like, uh, just, you know, jump in the story whenever, um, you know, because I have. 80 random odd issues of Batman or, you know, some dumb shit like that. But no, <laughs> like, like, no, no, no. Got to start at the beginning. Um, anyway, we're going to talk uh, Ted Lasso season one, episode nine. Nine. Yes. Um, I had the title and then I couldn't remember the episode number. Damn it. I've been doing so good. You are doing so good. I don't remember the title. <laughs> Wait, All no, apologies. something about apologies. There All we go. Apologies. So, yes, I, I don't know how I could forget that. It's a Nirvana song. Nirvana is like yes. Ryan's fa- or was like Ryan's favorite band. So, um, his daughter walks around with a Nirvana T-shirt or sweater or hoodie on. Like three times a week So oh. <laughs> And I bet she's heard like four songs Oh But whatever Like oh, that's, that's a sweet. thing now though Like I have a, a One of my other nieces walks around with Like Zeppelin t-shirts And I'm like Can you name any song Or one possible band member Anything <laughs> about the band She's like no who is it <laughs> Oh my gosh Like okay sit down like, why do you have this? I found it at the Goodwill for $4. I'm like, oh my God, I want to slap you. Get me one. <laughs> Next time, get me one. Which is funny, not to jump ahead, but like there is a thing in this episode where uh, Roy's niece is listening to headphones <laughs> and I forget who she's listening to. Is, is it Zeppelin? No, it's a band that I did. It's a band that I didn't know. I don't. I don't think it was Zeppelin, unless she, I just... Because she says, wait till you hear Cream, uh, which yeah. is, oh. uh, like, Clapton. And, but I can't remember who... And I could find the scene if my Apple would work, but it's not working. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> well, maybe it was Zeppelin then, and I <laughs> was thinking they were naming bands instead of naming song titles, which <laughs> might be half the problem. Um, yeah, the, no, the, I'll look it up later. Uh, it's not really important to the episode. So, as we do, if you've been listening, every week we kind of open with a somewhat personal question exploration based on the episode. This one, I can't figure out how to word right. Mm. Because this episode is basically about Roy coming to terms with the fact that he might not be able to do what he wants to do anymore. Because he's... I, too old is the wrong phrasing because when you He's say that to people, prime. yes, okay. So, is it is it 
can can I say when did you realize you were past your prime? You like, may say I that. know when I did. <laughs> um, honestly, after I had the second kid, the second kid about a year and a half ago. <laughs> okay. Honestly, yeah, that's kind of when I realized I, I was feeling very much uh, past my prime. And now I'm very interested in trying to figure out how to get a bit closer back <laughs> toward, quote, <laughs> prime. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, it, it was more, more of a recent discovery for me. What about you? Um, so it was probably mm, right after my mid-30s. So maybe, maybe okay, a so little on, bit before. I'm on track. I'm a little uh, younger than you, but not, not too much. Uh, so I, uh, if anybody's listening to me in the past, I used to deliver pizzas for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was for Papa John's and my hometown. And it the store itself was like down in uh, like a, a valley, more or less. It's in a shopping center, but like it was like a downward slope and it's like at the bottom of the shopping center well there's this like concrete barrier wall so that when it rains the water doesn't just like run into the store Mm. um and so there's past the wall there's a good um, well depending on where you hop it but the high part of the wall there's a good four foot drop oh wow and when i first started working there um like i'd park midway up the hill and then I just like w- one hand hop the concrete barrier mm-hmm. and just take the four foot drop when I first started working there. Well, I worked there for, I don't know, over a decade. Mm-hmm. And so like the drop gets smaller the further you go down to the other end of the shopping center. And so eventually it just became and eventually it just levels off a good 10 feet away eventually it just became me walking all the way down instead of hopping the uh, but it, like it was just this slow like when i started i could just hop one yep. hand, like just one hand hop all the four feet all the way down and then it was like a little bit further a little bit further a little bit further and then now i look at curbs and be like eh, <laughs> if i step down wrong i'm probably gonna break my ankle so um yeah, so probably mid-30s where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, it's just one mm-hmm. bad sneeze and my back is just hurting for like an hour. Yes. So, um, I really felt for Roy in this episode. And it's fucked up because he's in better shape than I've ever been or ever will be in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I will honestly say probably me too, but just simply because there are physiological differences between men and women. But there, there, there was a, once a time when I was in quite good shape, maybe not professional soccer player shape, but I did play soccer for many, many years. Yeah, I, but yeah, yeah it, gave that <laughs> gave that one up with the first kid, and then you know realized it's just been all downhill since there after kid number two. I was like, oh shit, I gotta do something about this. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's on her fourth kid. She doesn't care about anything anymore. <laughs> oh good like, God. I don't no. care. <laughs> I'm like no more. I'm like, no more. No no more of them. <laughs> Getting too old for this. <laughs> uh, she kept saying she was gonna stop and then like the fourth kid, they were uh-huh. finally just like she was like I once that your time my tubes when I have the baby like we're doing oh. it all at one time because yeah. 
I can't do this again. Um, yeah. She turns she turns forty uh, this coming week. So. Really? Oh well, happy yeah. birthday! But I get um, it. Really get it. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't imagine the. I don't want to get into. I'm sure nobody wants to get into it, but just the like the stress that puts on your body. <laughs> A lot. Like, a lot, a lot more than most people realize until they do it. Uh, yeah, it's more than most men will ever realize. Mm-hmm. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, unless you can. Well, never mind. We just won't go down this road. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the episode opens specifically with what we're talking about: Roy <laughs> realizing. He is past his prime, oh. and he is soaking in an ice tub, something I've never done, but always kind of wanted to do. I hear it's so good for you. It is, but it you you gotta you gotta suffer till you go numb and and then then it's okay. But then you gotta be careful though. i don't I don't know if it's healthy to sit in an ice tub up to your neck for like hours. I, <laughs> I think that pretty sure there's a time limit because like you can legit like freeze like veins in your body. <laughs> so you like have to be careful. <laughs> he seems intent on punishing himself. Like maybe but, if he well, freezes yes. a toe off, then like he has an excuse. Well, <laughs> he's like, well, I can't play anymore. Well, also it's a TV show, but, yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, I've done it. I, I, I have done it. I, if it's something you're interested in trying, I'd recommend trying it, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was listening to, I think it was fake doctors, real friends. And yeah, they had somebody on, I think it was John C. McGinley and he was taught, he has a hot room but basically just a sauna that he built himself mm. and then an ice bath. And he goes like a few minutes, like 10 minutes or 15 minutes in the hot room. And then like, uh, I think he said he can go like 10 minutes in the ice bath. Yeah. And then he does that for like a half hour every morning. Ooh. And he's yes. like, I feel incredible all day. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't know, man. I, I could probably do. I, I mean, I can sit in a sauna for a good ten or fifteen minutes, but like the ice bath, I don't know, man. Like it might be like hop in, get, count to ten, and be like, I gotta get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, we, if you can make it, if you can, su if you can suffer through the first few minutes, it 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 does. It do, you go numb. I mean, and then you're just kind of like, all right, this isn't so bad. So. <laughs> And then uh, two insults to injury. So Tag comes in to comfort him, which is <laughs> adorable. Um, uh, and uh, he's like, uh, uh, Roy asks him, am I the only one here? Or did everybody else leave or whatever? And he's like, yeah, except for Danny. He's still out there running drills on the field. Like, what an asshole. <laughs> uh, and then. Ted leaves, turns the lights, and promises that he's got his back, you know. He's like, you just had a bad day. Even though we hear on the news that it's not just a bad day. They, like, there's a brief mention of how he's had several bad games. Yeah. And uh, so, and then he turns out the lights, and then immediately Danny comes in. <laughs> Hola, Roy, and then jumps on the treadmill, and then just starts singing as we... Head into the theme song, which a uh, little bit of trivia about that. He's singing 
the Ted Lasso theme in Spanish. Oh, that's hilarious. I did yeah. not pick up on that. That's awesome. Um, so and, and it just like goes straight into, you know, like where he stops. So um, which I've never listened to the full song. I should find yeah. and listen to it. Yeah, neither have I. I and I'm bad about doing that, like for like theme songs. And then it always like catches me off guard when it keeps going. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm used to this part, but then like there's a whole rest of the song. <laughs> yeah, like if you ever listen to the Scrubs theme song, yes, it's not quite the same. Like it is, but like it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, Smallville's theme song, the first time I heard it, the Save Me, mm-hmm. um, it, I, I didn't even know. I was like, this is not the theme song to Smallville until it hits the somebody say. I was like, oh, okay. They're like, this doesn't even sound like the same song. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another one. Is, is there, what's the, oh, the Big Bang Theory? Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah. When you hear like the full song, it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. that is just a lot. <laughs> oh, it, further insult to injury is um, if you're paying attention uh, to the newscast, you hear them say, meanwhile, Jamie Tart in Manchester City uh, continues to, like, shine, like, and they start going off on, like, all of Jamie's stats. And, it's, and so it's just Roy sitting in this ice tub <laughs> being bombarded with, hey, Jamie's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> but you suck, so retire already. Um, so, uh, cut the theme song, and after that we get, uh, that's Rebecca, uh, model, doing her photo shoot thing, um, which, uh, this has nothing to do with Ted Lasso, but, uh, she just got cast in the next Mission Impossible movie. Oh, really? Yes, and I'm super freaking excited for that. Like, I don't know what they're gonna have her doing. But, like, yeah, she wrapped Ted Lasso, and, like, I think it was yesterday they announced that uh, she's going to be in the new, not, I don't think this, not the one upcoming, but the next one. Whatever is set to start filming next. How many are they on, by the way? Eight. This is, this one, so this one will be eight, or this one would be nine? Seven. Okay. So the next one will be, this one's been done for, like, two years. Okay. When's um, it coming out? Uh, sometime this summer. I saw the trailer. It looks incredible, but they always look incredible. Yeah, well, that's true. I don't. I think I don't think I've watched them. I think the last one I watched was the third one, maybe. Or like part. I think I've seen parts of some of the older ones, but yeah, I was, I don't know. But that's interesting. I might watch that one since she's going to be in it. Yeah, I, I I mean, I hope they give her something badass to do, but I feel like she's probably going to be like the head of like a British spy agency or something, because that yeah. seems like she kind of seems like that person. Yeah, um, I could see it'd, that. It'd be great if she was in the next James Bond movie. I know. I was just thinking that I was like, how do we get her this, in Bond? Because that would be amazing. This whole thing cast, except for Ted, <laughs> should be in the next James Bond movie. <laughs> also that, yes, I would be OK with that. <laughs> I would straight up. I would pay several times to see uh, Brett Goldstein as James Bond. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. I could. Yeah. No, I could totally see him as Bond. That would be awesome. 
Um, so anyway, uh, her and Ted are envisioning him as Bond. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I mean, and he's gotten uh, he was already cut, but like his like post uh, season or going into season three, and because you know he's he's now part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, oh right! Because he was at the end of uh, Thor: Love and Thunder um, as Hercules, and so like he got even more cut. So got like it. he's super fit now. Um, well, but anyway, good for him. I still haven't watched <laughs> that movie all the way through, but I do not care if you spoil it. No, oh, sorry. Um, oh, it's okay. I'm good. It, I'm fine. <laughs> it's not. It's a very like five second brief scene, and I mean you really don't have to finish that movie. <laughs> It's... Yeah, someone should have warned me to skip the first five minutes. <laughs> or did you warn me to skip the first five minutes? You told me uh, to skip something. I don't know. I, yeah, I think you could skip the whole movie and just read the Wikipedia entry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just did not think it was very good. Okay. Oh, I wish someone had told me to skip the first five minutes. That's about all of the movie I've watched so far. And I'm like, hmm, I could have done without this. Yeah, Didn't need that it, gut punch first thing in the morning or whenever I was watching it. I don't know if it was it, morning. Tonally, but... it gets much different after that. So, uh, but also still kind of traumatic. Like it, it's it's tonally it's a weird movie that's all over the place, which is why it didn't work. So yeah, for me, it's... um, so Sorry, Ted and me. Rebecca commiserating about the the recent losses, and uh, Keeley calls her on her shit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and because we ended last episode with Keeley walking in. And being like, hey, I know you hired somebody to take these pictures. This is bullshit. You need to tell Ted. Um, and she still hasn't. So they get uh, pulled or she pulls uh, Rebecca into the uh, I, I don't, what do you got? The equipment room, I guess, because it's just shoes. It's mostly shoes. <laughs> I don't Lynch. know. But a cleat room. I don't know. It's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why? Like, you're punishing somebody to drag them in there. Of course, that's. I mean, and I don't think this is. There's a there's a big thing in season two about the the clean yeah. room. Which yeah, is I was really say, funny. This is not this is not the first time uh, we've seen this this part of the set. So. Um, <laughs> or won't be the last time. I mean, anyway. So she, they have this kind of heart to heart after Nate barges in and. <laughs> that was seriously the funniest thing. He just his whole little speech there just what killed a terrible me. joke. I'm like, I know you like shoes, ladies, but this is ridiculous. Like it smells like ass in here. <laughs> I know, but I think what's the funniest thing is he just he tells the joke, he berates himself for telling the joke, and then he sees himself out. All <laughs> Arthur just staring at him. I was like, this this is I love this version of Nate. It just cracks me up. So funny. Um, yeah, Nate, man. Um, so many things to say. Yeah, we can't get into it. Um, and then so from there we go to Ted giving his press conference, uh, assuring everybody that uh, he's not gonna bench Roy. Mm. Uh, I think one of my favorite moments in this is, I mean, it's so goofy but like him calling him saying trent krim i believe you're with the daily planet right <laughs> like it just uh gets my geek heart man mm-hmm. it makes me laugh and uh so 
where do we go? Oh, from there we go to uh, the intervention, which is also cute. The, the first like 10 minutes of this episode is just like going from scene to scene to scene to scene as almost as fast as possible so that we can get to like the big moments. Like True. these yeah. scenes could have been like stretched out so much. And this is one of the longer episodes. I think this one's like 35 minutes. Yeah, um, it was a little bit longer. And you're right. Like, I didn't really think about it until you said it. But it, it is in the beginning. It is faster cuts. And we get to a lot of stuff because I think they're just trying to very quickly set up the bigger arcs and the bigger points. Like, I mean, this really is like a good kickoff to the to the finale. I know it's not like the finale of the season, but it is still... It it really sets the tone, I think. Yeah, I, I mean it, it, it and it, it crosses, which we'll get to. It takes them over this hump of all mm. of this shit that we've been dealing with since the start of the series. Because like otherwise, where do you go from here? Um, because like after the press conference scene, we then get uh this and which is this is where it starts right we get the intervention he's not gonna bench roy he exits out of that and then that's he goes up to rebecca's office and this is where like the shit hits the fan yes because she's resolved that she's gonna tell him she has the most adorable moment <laughs> of like just like her doing like the the robot or whatever like i'm peachy keen or whatever she says um it, it's it, just it's very it's, tit. yeah right and and you can see like in the scene before that in the locker room how much she's warmed up to him and she even tells keely like when they're in the shoe room um something to the effect of uh, which that's a fun story right yeah. But when she's like, what, like, how, how can you walk up to somebody you've done the worst thing you could ever do to them, basically, and apologize and just, you know, face that person? Like, yeah. how am I supposed to do that? You know, and Keely tells her, I won't repeat the story, but <laughs> mm-hmm. a, a very funny story about how she had to do the same thing because she, she you know, uh, <laughs> Um, which yes. it's it's a funny instant callback because Ted, when he's talking to Rebecca, says uh, something about teenage girls being dark and mysterious. Yes, <laughs> and then Keely tells the story about um, you know uh, doing something in a girl's locker uh, to <laughs> just because she didn't like her for some reason, and she's like, I don't know, teenage girls—they're dark and weird. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, instant callback. <laughs> I know. I liked the parallels with that. I I do feel like that was kind of like a fun callback. It happens a couple of times throughout the show, and I was like, all right, all right, that's cool. <laughs> so she's resolved. She's gonna do it. She's gonna tell Ted. Then she has like this break where she's just like so jittery. And she's like, Can we just do this later? And he does his cute little like, sure, boss, I'll just rewind this like it never happened. And Jason Sudeikis gets to show off his fucking massive, like, improv skills. This is how mm-hmm. you know this dude came from improv. Because, like, 
who the hell can do that, man? Like, it's physical, but also, like, beat for beat, exactly what he just did. Yes. It, it was impressive. I'm not going to lie. I was I was wondering how they managed to pull that off. It was, it was very well done. And it, I, I would love to know how many times I had to film it. Exactly. Knowing, knowing him, I would bet it was not more than two or three. So... And maybe because every time he started to do it, somebody started laughing and (laughs) probably uh, Rebecca and they had to cut and go again. Um, It was one, was it one take? I mean, or one shot? Yeah, it's like one shot. That's what I thought. Okay. Uh, it which may, is why it's so impressive. I'm like, dude, you just yeah. like beat for beat went backwards from where you started. Like that's... that is insane. Like that that's a just a level of. I mean, if I had to walk backwards, the the route I took from the kitchen to my chair to podcast, I'd <laughs> probably break my neck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if yes. I even got close to remembering what I did. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, it's not that. It's definitely not a skill set I have. It, it was very impressive. <laughs> um, so he shuts the door, does the reverse knock, which is, again, like, I was just like, this is incredible. And then she's, like, trying to psych herself up again. Mm-hmm. And then we get another knock on the door. And this is where everything just hits the fan. Yeah. It's Rupert. Who <sighs> is like you I don't know, you think he's there just to like be an I mean, you know he's there to be an ass, but you think oh, that's yeah. the only reason he's there. Not to be like, oh hey, by the way, the girl that I just told you that I'm engaged to couldn't have been more than a week ago. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a baby. Mm-hmm. That looks fast. Yeah. I mean, what, what, uh, just, I don't know, man. Like, real life, how does she not, like, claw that dude's eyes out? Um, yeah. Well, to be fair, I think she was in a bit of shock. Although, rage does (laughs) begin to, uh, to creep in towards the end of his announcement, I guess, because he just, she doesn't say anything. Because, I mean, like, what do you say to that? So he just keeps going and going because he has figured out her her ploy of the whole reason she's trying to tank the team. So Yeah. I I do love her screaming at him. Like, are you fucking insane? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be nothing but dust in a black MX card when this kid graduates. I loved that. (laughs) Which... To be fair, if he's 70, man, he looks pretty good for 70. Uh, I um, agree. <laughs> or I think she says near 70. So, like 68, I mean, you know, you can tell, like, the hair and, you know, the wrinkle. Like, it is. But, like, he moves around pretty good for nearly 70. Like, I don't move around that good, and I'm for, about to be 44. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's her, her, like, that's her break. That's her resolve. That's her, like, she takes all of that and 
just marches down to the locker room into Ted's office. We get to see a couple of uh, naked butts. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I'm watching Game of Thrones all of a sudden. <laughs> I was like, these are interesting shots. <laughs> uh, not sure why we needed that, but okay. Anything like that in the whole series. Like the closest we've come is like the blurry nudes of Keely that were in Jamie's locker mm-hmm. that you can't see. Like you just see Ted taping over them. And yeah. like, but here we go. It's just, you know, it was an I odd mean, choice, but yeah. I- uh, if it's something we saw regularly, it would not have been. <laughs> also true. Yeah. Because we've even had like jokes about it, about oh, yeah. is everybody decent and everybody's been fine. And then this time that she barges in with the, like no, <laughs> no announcement whatsoever. And maybe that was the point, a little bit of trying to just show that this, this does happen. I don't know when people barge in, I guess. I don't know. I got nothing. So. She barges into his office. She says, I have to talk to you, <laughs> even though she sent him away not 15 minutes earlier. Yeah. And she says, I've, I mean, verbatim, I've been a fucking bitch. Yes. <laughs> Ted's like, well, that's new. <laughs> yeah. And she just spills the beans, man. Um, and th- she just gets back to back. Brilliant fucking scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it should not be a surprise to anyone. So, um, when you're so season one won a bunch of Emmys. Um, and when you submit to the Emmys, you can't submit as a season. You have to submit an episode right. of TV. This is the episode that she submitted. Ooh. This is nice. what won her her Emmy. As as it should. Well deserved. Yeah. I mean, she, just. She's mm. brilliant. This is, I think, one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. Yeah. The, the, the combo of the two, for sure. Because, like, all of that, like, rage and hate and just, like, grief with uh, Rupert in her mm-hmm. office. And, like, she holds those tears until he leaves. Um, And then, like, the way they film, like, her walking into the locker room and, like, just, she's just channeling all of that. And she's like, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done holding on to all of this. And then she tells Ted. And then, so the first time you watch this, Mm -hmm. what was your anticipation for like what was going to happen when she told Ted oh that's that's a good question I'm trying to remember I mean because Ted is Ted I'm not sure that I expected him to forgive her immediately but I didn't think that he would hold a grudge I I thought he would be a little bit more disappointed or hurt maybe i mean and i think he is and maybe we'll we'll see start to see a little bit of that but i just for for what she revealed is basically i mean she gave him his job as a 
joke. It, well, not like a joke, but like kind of in a way. Like, I mean, people have been treating it like a joke. And she did it just to tank the team for her own vengeful reason. So, I don't know. I guess I expected, I would have expected him to be a little bit more like disappointed and hurt for longer, maybe. I don't think I've expected forgiveness right away, although I'm not surprised by it, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I felt the same way. And, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, what would I have done in that situation, but I've not been, obviously, (laughs) this exact situation, but we've all been in situations like this where somebody did something wrong, and even if they tried to apologize... We're just not hearing it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, nope. Like, you fucked me over. (laughs) Like, you you know, in this case, it could be looked at. I mean, Ted could easily look at this and go, like, you ruined my life. You offered me the job as a joke. I took it because I was having marital problems. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe if I didn't take it, maybe I could have worked out everything with my marriage. I don't think that's true. I don't but, think so either. You know, it ju- it would have been so easy for him to just hold that grudge, even for a little while. But instead, he just stands up and goes, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Divorce is hard. It makes people do crazy things. Um, I mean, I've seen that with people I know that have been divorced. Yeah. Um, I, I One of my best friends got divorced six years ago maybe five years ago i don't know it's pre-pandemic so yeah let's say four or five years ago every time i hang out with her she talks about her ex-husband huh and like she just can't get past it and so like yeah it makes you do crazy and not in like i, I miss him way in a like uh you know, I guess they're still friends on Facebook or like something. She's just like, he posted this and he posted this with his new fiance and they're having a baby and like just so upset about it. And I can understand being upset, like very much so. Like they didn't have a kid, much like Rebecca and Rupert didn't have a kid. And mm. now he's with somebody else and he's having a kid. Like, so yeah. like it, it makes her like so vengeful, you know? Um, so for Ted to just be like, I don't know, it's like one of those things where I'm like, Jesus, I wish I was like that, man. Yeah, and I very much am not. I I would not have acted the same way as Ted, I can tell you that for sure. I might have would have forgave her, but like you would have got an earful first. Like, oh, yeah, it would have just and it would not have been pretty. <laughs> so. No. No, um, I'm I'm with you there. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I react well to stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we go from there to, like, (laughs) it's like the complete opposite. Uh, He forgives her, like, and then he goes to Roy to tell Roy that, yeah, he's going to have, well... I, I skipped over the training scene. He, 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 le- he leaves to go to training when he leaves mm-hmm. Rebecca, and they they have this. Uh, I, I, it's some kind of drill. Is there a proper name for it? The sprinting drill they were doing. 
Yeah, because it's about like running in one direction, then reversing course and coming back. Uh, no, I mean, we just, it's just part of the training because like in soccer, football, you tend to to have to do those, those short, quick bursts very often. It's about 40 or 60 yards usually um, just because like, you know, but that's your chance to like take off like down the wing on like a breakaway or if you're a forward, you know, you're or a striker, you're the one that's going to be trying to like get past the defense and making that like quick run. So, I mean, we, we do a lot of, of sprint training. We do a lot of long distance training as well. You kind of, you do a, a lot of like varied different things to, to train uh, when you're playing, playing football. So what was harder the like going the, the distance or having to like run 20 yards and then like break and then come back the other way. Cause everything reversed course you know you see it a lot in basketball too yeah you do a lot of sprinting in basketball we used to run these things called suicides uh, uh if you yeah i think everyone has their version of it but soccer I, I'm, I, I'm used to saying soccer sorry but <laughs> it's it's you know it's a much bigger field so that those those were those were pretty terrible i, I never liked doing those and we used to do these things at the time we called, we, I mean, we just called them Indian runs. I don't really know what, what people call them these days, but it's basically like you have two lines, you start, at, you just start jogging. And then the person at the back of the line has to sprint up to the front and then you keep going and going and going for as long, basically like as long as your coach says, and that's the worst because you're continually jogging. And then when you're the last person, you have to sprint up to the front and then you have to set the pace and you mm. just keep going. Uh, that was a form of punishment. Usually there's, I could tell some stories, but I don't need to bore everybody with that right now. Maybe another <laughs> that, time. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, let's, let's just say there is a very good reason in college why our coach was punishing us. Yeah. Oh. So many, many people <laughs> threw up. I, yeah, that would, that would, if that was day one, because of like some nonsense or day two, like I would not have been there on day three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was not day one or day two, but it was mid season. It, mm. She was, yeah, it was the middle of the season. So, um, so, uh, yeah, post training, Ted has to, uh, Ted meets Roy in the stands, which that's a funny little bit. Like, <laughs> I, yes. I, I guess Roy's reflecting, right? Like, cause like it's obviously on his mind and he's looking yeah. at the field and it's just like, this is my life. And Ted just sits down right next to him. It's yeah. Like, so I have a There's question. all these seats, man. <laughs> I know, which is hilarious. And I love that touch because it's just so Ted, but was he did he tell Roy that they were having a meeting or he just was looking for Roy and this is where he found him? I feel like he was looking for Roy. I know it's it gets a little wonky because Roy does say like what's this about? But I think yeah. he's specifically talking about what are you babbling about with the like kitty and the uh what is it, a cat and a something that became friends? Cat and a duck or like something like that. Some yeah, it was kind of like a random Ted thing. He starts off with like his mom would say blah blah blah, and then yeah, he tells like a cute little story and right, <laughs> it just erupts him. I love how Roy has zero tolerance for Ted's Tedisms. Yeah, <laughs> um, 
and, and he doesn't get the words out of his mouth. Like he literally just says, we've been talking about the lineup for the Man City game. And Roy just goes off, you know, yep. F you, like, I just fuck this, uh, you know, everything. And doesn't let him get a word in, gets up and just storms off. Um, I think probably one of the better bits in that scene, and I'd be curious if it was scripted or if it's like, this is just how good they are with these characters is like Roy does have to turn to look at Ted, but he gets up out of his seat, moves one seat over (laughs) and then puts his arm on the other seat and his hand just starts to slowly make a fist. Mm -hmm. I love that touch. I love that touch. Yeah, I don't know if that was scripted or not, but seeing as Brett is a writer, like one of the executive writers, like he doesn't he make like all the final script decisions. So I feel like uh, I forget his official title, but yeah, he's like the one of the guys like he's the, the end of the I think him and Bill Lawrence are the end of the script, like whoever's writing it, which so interesting note about the writing of this episode um and we haven't talked about this um let me find my notes are a mess because i'm i've been a mess <laughs> this weekend um okay. beard's girlfriend jane jane which i guess i could have saved this because we do see her later we do. um she is a story editor of the series and also oh. the writer of this specific episode Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, th- there was another bit of trivia I was going to bring up, and I forgot the the etymology thing when uh, uh, Rebecca is, like, having her little mini spaz out when she first <laughs> tries to talk to Ted. And she's She does the where they repeat the word, and it just loses its meaning. Uh-huh. She's like, procrastinate, procrastinate, like, where do you think that word comes from? Um, uh, oh, that's yeah. good, right? Crass. Uh, Crassed. <laughs> in Latin, it literally means like pushing something to tomorrow. Like pro oh. is pushing or push forward. And then crastiness is like tomorrow. Fascinating. So like that's what it means, Rebecca. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and that um, was, I loved Rebecca this episode. I, this is, oh, I love, I love everything she did this episode. I'm not surprised she won with this one. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, I think this was, hold on, let me look. Uh, this is Brett Goldstein's submission, too. Mm hmm. So, well, it's the most what, Roy does. Well, maybe with the exception mm-hmm. of the finale, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in season one, it's it's the most, like, singly Roy-heavy episode, for sure. Yeah, we get more um, in season two. And, I mean, and the thing is, like, most of Roy's acting in this is, it's all physical, except yeah. for his conversation with Keeley. Almost everything else, like, mostly what he says to Ted is, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, this whatever everything else is physical the the conversation at the beginning like he utters a few things but it's just 
<laughs> his looks, which I, 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 I jumped over like the Oscar the Grouch thing, which oh, yeah. is so perfect. Like <laughs> big, what is like raven-haired Oscar the Grouch or whatever he calls him. Something like that. Does he mention his beard? I don't know. Um, his niece mentions his beard. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love that the PBC scene with her and yeah, Phoebe and Keely and how like so we <laughs> we've seen bits and pieces of Keely's house, right? Yeah. Uh, when Jamie comes over, but like this is like we're in her living room, mm-hmm. and it's such a like not necessarily a callback to when she shows up in Rebecca's office with the the uh, like pink is it pink or purple like planner with like the unicorn or whatever. Yeah, and it's got Rebecca unicorns makes, on it. It's yeah. fucking adorable. It's like my favorite quote from her. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's her living room. Like it's so. I know. Her like I know. makes the, me want to throw up, but my six year old would love yeah. it. Pink frilly pillows, and it's like good for her. It it reminds me. So when I'm I'm I mean I'm back living in my hometown now, but when I moved away several years ago, mm-hmm. um, I I got a place and like decorated it with my stuff, and then you know my mom came up for a visit once, and like. It's just who my mom is. She comes into into my what is a duplex, not a house, but she comes in and she's look walking around looking at everything. She's like, Well, it certainly looks like you live here. <laughs> I was like, I mean, that's my mom's reaction to my house too. She's like, This place is a mess. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I had like Deadpool stuff everywhere, Transformer stuff everywhere. I mean, it looked like a 12 year old decorated this apartment and it's uh, like Keely's living room. I'm like, I mean, I wouldn't have that stuff, but yeah, I would be the guy with like, you know, like I, you have a Transformer throw pillow. Like what the hell, man? You know? <laughs> nice. Oh, um, I'm just impressed that you have a throw pillow. I don't care what's on it. <laughs> I, I have I don't have Transformers, but I do have several Deadpool throw pillows. So nice. <laughs> and nice. and uh like those like woven blankets. Um mm-hmm. I have a couple of those. One with like Marvin the Martian, one with Deadpool. <laughs> nice. I think he's riding a unicorn. Um that's and, amazing. No, that I have a fleece blanket with him riding a unicorn. Um and then oh, I have a Beatles one. That one's a little more tasteful. That's cool. So, um, <laughs> so uh, somewhere in there, Rebecca decides she also has to go make amends with Higgins. Mm, yes. Um, which <laughs> we've kind of briefly talked about this before. Um, how fucking long has he been gone? It can't have been more than a week or 10 days. I had that same reaction, like that exact same reaction. I'm like, how long did they have to wait to film these scenes? <laughs> because like, seriously, it would take you way longer than the amount of time he has actually been gone to, to grow I mean, that out. Right. I've known a few people in my life that like, I used to go with the, go to school with this dude. Uh, like we went to like from middle school all the way through high school together. I, I think he was in my elementary school too. His name was Jack Sod. Um, and 
his family immigrated from, I want to say Saudi Arabia. If I'm wrong, I apologize, Jack. Um, (laughs) Great people. This dude had a fucking beard like the first day of junior high school. Oh, my gosh. Like he had to shave every other day until he got to high school. Otherwise, people would mistake him for a teacher. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) Because he was so like he just had so much hair. So, like, I know there are people like that because I've known one. Higgins doesn't strike me as one of those people. Mm-mm. No, Higgins strikes me more as my kind of people. <laughs> it would take me a, a. I can't grow a beard to begin with. <laughs> to grow even like a notable mustache takes me a good like two months, if not longer. <laughs> like you know, a, a one that looks like a real mustache, not like a. I'm a kid in high school growing a mustache. <laughs> So it's like, how fucking long has he been? Like, it can't have been months. It's only been like at most two weeks. And I don't feel like it's been that long. I don't feel like it's been long either. Although maybe we could take our clue if we go back to the beginning. How many games has it has it been since we last saw them play, they mentioned that Roy's had several bad games in a row. Were those several bad games inclusive of games we've already seen them play or not? Because I feel could... like not. So, and I okay. feel like they put I feel like they put a number on it. I want to say four or five. OK, so has it been four or five weeks? That would make it slightly more plausible. But I'm with you. Um, I... Do they only play one game a week? Yeah, I think so. OK. So well, okay. So then it's been about a month. So okay. I felt like in a couple okay. of weeks, but like stretch it out. They play one game a week, so it's been a month, maybe five weeks, at most. I still don't think you can grow a fan, a Van Dyke that looks like that in five weeks. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I'm pretty sure they only play once a once a week. Oh, honestly, I have no idea. Oh, and it's funny when she asks, like, how does your wife feel about it? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) she she hates it. Yes, I love that. Oh, just the way he describes it. Just, oh, so funny. Um, Him playing that stand-up bass, though, and just like, he doesn't even have headphones in, does he? No, well, I, He's just I don't playing. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's an electric like bass or anything either. Well, it's, like he's getting down though. I'm like, what is he playing? Like, oh. I would think you would need something to play along to, but he's just like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> was he was he reading music? Uh, yeah, he he might have been. Yeah, I feel like there was a stand in front of him where he was like he's been like either I don't know maybe he's writing it like maybe he likes to write jazz for his bass in his spare time, yeah, or maybe he was he's just been working on a song. Uh, but he he makes a comment. He's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> and then she like taps on the window, scares the shit out of him. Such a great, it's just such a, I love, I love this entire sequence. It just cracks me up. It's just so funny. We learned so much about Higgins in the span of like two minutes. 
Um, I hate that we don't get to see. Like, I would have liked to have seen his wife and his kids because we we don't get to see a lot of them in season one. They mm-hmm. they show up a lot more in season two. Um, yeah. Well, you have to think this is the middle of the day. They've got to be yeah. at school and work. So yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, he's the only one out of work. Which yep. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> the the Keely and Roy scene, which we talked about briefly, there is the really funny moment of like, oh shit, like. I have to clean up because I don't want her to find my vibrator. <laughs> that was hilarious. I was like, and then the callback at the very end yes. of the episode. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, what a sweet moment. <laughs> like, well, first of all, her giving Roy shit is just always funny. Like, oh, yeah. There's no She's like, I find grown men feel, like feeling sorry for themselves so incredibly sexy. <laughs> like, tell me about how hard it is playing a game for a living. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yes. But I think there's a little, uh, there may be a little kernel of truth to some of that. Uh, it, yeah, I'm for sure. She definitely has this, like, <laughs> savior kind of complex, which Roy. Well, seemed like Roy was breaking that, but like, um, and there is a nice callback to that. I think at the beginning of season two, where we find out that she does something specifically, um, <laughs> watching a YouTube mm-hmm. video of Roy. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was alluding yeah. to. Yep, yep, that exactly. Um, I had forgotten about that. That just popped in my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, Roy does open up to her, more or less, you know, like, and it's the most we've seen him open up to anyone outside of when they they do the, the fire. Yeah. Um, and he tells that story about his granddad. True. Um, and then she does the sweetest damn thing and calls Phoebe over there and Tells her, okay, shut your eyes. Tell me everything you can think of about your Uncle Roy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, it's a good moment, and it's very sweet. But, like, also, how does she not say football? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I mean, I'm a little surprised by that. I feel like, for sure, that's something a kid would, a kid would probably say, given how long he's been playing you know, and knowing that that's his job, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Kids sometimes their minds work in very different ways. But it was so it was very it was a very sweet scene. I enjoyed it. And from there we get our beard Ted moment. Oh, which is I feel like this this specific moment has been building since yes. season season since maybe not episode one, but like since like two or three you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and i mean it's it's so good when he just blows up at him he's yes. like but it is it fucking is winning matters like how do you not get that you know he says uh basically like i understood this mission when we were in kansas like coaching children Mm-hmm. And why you can't put that pressure on them. These are grown men. It matters to them. It matters to this town. It matters to the people 
who come to these games. It matters. It has relevance in even their, not just because they love the team, but financially it matters to them. Mm-hmm. Because relegation means less money. Mm-hmm. And, hey, fucking men. <laughs> yep. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a good moment. Um, and, and, I mean, Ted takes it like a champ and then gets drunk off his ass. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Which, I'm not going to lie. When, okay, so when I first watched it the very first time, because I binged everything and everything was so fresh... This moment caught me off guard. I was I had fe- I felt like maybe Beard was more aligned with Ted than he ter- than than he was like in this moment. You know what I mean? Like I just kind of assume they're always on the same page. But rewatching yeah. it, like I I saw it how it was like meant to be. Like I was kind of like right there with them. I'm like, okay, I no, I I see this now. I see why this is an issue and like I could fully like get Beard's whole speech. It was just, it's such a great scene. I loved it. And I just love how all the beers are lined up. It's not the first time I think we'll see that. That'll come, that comes back again. I think where all, all the beers get lined up. <laughs> and and it like, it matters even more because like I, I skipped over it when we we're talking about the training session. Um, but like yeah. he tries to do the kind of nicer version of it. Of like kind of icing Ted out, like showing up, but then like just oh, icing him out, not talking yeah. to him. He, it's the silent treatment, and then he kind of gets Nate on board. Um, oh my god! <laughs> reluctantly, <laughs> I've been physically ill. <laughs> um, but like that's that's the like the nice way of like we need you to come around and see this, but then like still being stubborn about it, even after like after confronting Roy and seeing him in, in training and seeing, I mean, he's literally lagging behind everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, and it shows you where his headspace is though, too. Yeah. I mean, he's admitted from day one. He doesn't, he's coaching a game. He literally doesn't understand and he's yeah. not taking the time to understand it. He's just kind of taken everybody else's advice. He's leaned hard on Nate you know, which that comes back in a big way. And he's leaned hard on Beard, who has done all the research. He's kind of propping him up in a lot of ways, and he's making sure that, like, stuff gets done. But he's his mind has been elsewhere, like, mostly on his divorce, like, not really, like, in coaching, coaching a team for a sport he doesn't understand. Like, he's, he's, he's done... Like his version of like, you know, he's his version of like Ted coaching of like, rah, rah, I'm going to empower everybody. And that has worked to an extent. But I think he now needs to like take it to the next level. Like he's got to actually understand the game and understand more about it to really get through which, to people. Which is so, uh, it also shows like a, a, a even bigger fault in Ted in that like he was willing to bench Jamie his best player mm-hmm. because Jamie was not being a team player, yep. but Roy is a team player, but he won't bench Roy because Roy can no longer keep up with the team. Like right. I kind of get it, but like those are opposite sides of the same coin, man. Like you're playing a team sport 
where it matters. You yep. bench the dude who could win you the game if you needed him, but you're going to start the guy who will definitely lose you the game because he's not just lost a step. He's lost five steps. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's lagging behind the second squad, you know, yep. in training. Yeah, or, and uh, swear it out, Roy, swear it out. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. <laughs> oh, it's, I'm sweated out, I love that. I was like, oh, that's so good. Um, So, uh, Ted gets drunk, and Roy saves him from walking into traffic. I um, love that. I love that. It, it's a call, was that a callback to? That happens uh, in like the first in the episode. First or, yeah, first or second episode, Beard saves him. Yeah. Um, he's not drunk that time. He's just no. doesn't remember where he's at. But. It was Beard. Yeah. He doesn't remember to look, look right, coach. Look right. <laughs> I'll get that one day. And they go up to Ted's apartment and have a little heart to heart, a callback to the peanut butter. Ted keeping that jar of peanut butter <laughs> up. And, um, yeah, I know. He's like, he was. I was like, hell no. <laughs> And like, like we know Ted's a mess, but like, and we get more of this in season two. Um, I don't think that's spoilery, but like for me rewatching it now, the two day old pasta water thing that Mm -hmm. speaks a lot to like how much of a mess he's been that nobody knows. Yeah, I agree. Um, He's been holding a lot. Yeah. Back from everybody. Maybe not necessarily a lot in, but definitely a lot back from other people. But I mean, you could speak more to this than I can. I, I mean, I do live with my niece and my sister-in-law. And so it is three people like messing up a house. But like mm-hmm. you, it's you and your husband and two small children. Like, mm-hmm. so therefore, like, I'm too fucking tired to go dump the water out of the the pasta I just cooked and yeah. throw it in the the sink or in the dishwasher, mm-hmm. that is a thing. That when is you... a daily thing. <laughs> I hate to admit that on a podcast yeah. that's being recorded, but yes, happens a lot. <laughs> when you live alone, that it, it's a sign of two things: either you're really fucking depressed, or you are an absolute slob yes agree ted's not a slob (laughs) no no he's not so that's gotta be the other one and it's easier like when you live alone like in a lot of ways not only is like no one else making the mess but no one else is there distracting you the only thing preventing you from cleaning your mess is your own laziness to your point yep so yeah. it was so much easier when i lived alone. i mean i always had a roommate but that's not really the same we kind of like picked up our stuff after ourselves like you know what i mean like out of mutual respect like we didn't leave dirty dishes in the sink and i did have a roommate who did that and it drove me absolutely bonkers and i Mm. like had it out with him one day it was like a yelling match because i like hadn't said anything for so long and i couldn't take it anymore and i was like dude these are my this is my fucking stuff do the goddamn dishes (laughs) i'm so bad (laughs) i was like i'm not doing your shit i've left it here it smells clean my fucking stuff i was so mad (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I've, I've lived with roommates, I've lived by myself and then I've lived my current situation. And yeah. like when it, it, it is like when it's you cleaning up after other people, it's just like, God, I don't feel like I know the kitchen's a mess and like, 
my niece had a sleepover with her uh, friends or my other nieces or whatever, and they went in there and cooked them some breakfast and then left a mess. And I know they're not going to clean it up. And I'm just like, it can fucking wait, man. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. feel like doing it right now. I didn't make the mess. But when I lived alone, I, when I finished eating, the dishes went in the dishwasher. I mm-hmm. cleaned up what I could from wherever I cooked. I, I mean, it just, it, it was, that's what I did. And I always knew that my depression was um, getting the better of me when, like, when you couldn't do it. I, yeah, when uh, two days in, I hadn't done any dishes, or like I get to Saturday or Friday or whenever my last day of work would be for that week, and I'd be like, oh, it's "Fucking, it's just a pile of dishes in the sink." Yeah. Like I haven't cleaned up any of the pots and pans that I used to cook all week, and then you know it it would be fine for you know a month, and then something would happen, and you know, but like. Rewatching it now, like that one little thing, I was like, "Yeah, that's a that's a depression thing." When you live by yourself mm-hmm. and just leave pasta water sitting in a a pot, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that yeah, no, that line stood out to me too. It absolutely did, and I was like, "Oh, I did not catch that on like the first go through," but it's I it's so quick. Um, yeah, but I, I I I caught it. I caught it then. I was like, oh, yeah, he's not in a good spot. Um, so Roy and Ted have a little heart to heart, and like I don't think the first time I watched it, I don't think I fully understood what Roy was talking about. It wasn't until I went back later and and have rewatched it multiple times now that I understood he he's talking about like not showing up at all to the game. And oh like yeah, yeah, taking himself out so that so that he doesn't get a like a, a it, there's not the reputation of like he's completely lost his his step. He's completely out of his prime, and no team would want him. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like or I'd have to go play in fucking America. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, where I dominate. By the way, <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh, is this football?" <laughs> Yes, this is the best thing anyone has ever said. I love this. Everything about this. It, it's kind of true. Hate to admit it, but it's kind of true. Um, Although the Atlanta United games are fun, if you ever get a chance I, to go. Oh, oh God. Did you see that uh, the was it, it was opening day not too long ago, right? Yeah, no, the season uh, just started. Uh, they, broke in a, they broke attendance records. Oh, cool. I didn't see that. Yeah. I, I know Atlanta United was completely sold out, but like three or four other uh, MLS teams were also completely sold out. It was the biggest opening day for MLS that they've ever had. And like part of me wants to be like, <laughs> Thank you, Ted Lasso. people are watching Ted Lasso. I but think like, so. You know, maybe not, but still. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it. I've, I the, I went to a game, I want to say it was still during the inaugural season. Um, that's how long it's been since I've been to a game. But, like, it was it was a ton of fun. And I, it wasn't, like, crazy crowds, but it definitely wasn't anywhere near, like, sold out. Like, there were some sections, like, where, you know, where, like, all the season ticket holders are. And I have a ton of friends that are season ticket holders because I have a lot of soccer friends. But, um they uh but like up where we were sitting like there were still empty seats like all around us so the fact that they're now selling out like 
what is this their fourth or fifth season? Something like that. 16, 17. I, I mean, they, I'm sure not every yeah. game's a sellout, but like opening day, that, that's no, big. that's a so, big yeah. deal. That's that's <laughs> awesome. For a while, they were the only Atlanta team with the championship in this decade. Indeed, <laughs> so, indeed, they century. were. <laughs> yes, uh, they were, and that was a, a big, a big deal. Yeah, and that stadium, man, that stadium is massive. I've to never sell been out. There. It's massive. Honestly, it's worth going just to see the damn stadium. Like, yeah, I'm not I even kidding. Um, and, and I love. I know tickets are expensive, but I love that. Um, like, even though they could do something about the ticket prices, but I love that Arthur Blank was like, hey, yeah, uh, ticket prices are going to be what they are. I'm sorry. But, like, the food, you're not, no, nobody's coming in there and gouging anybody on food. It's like yeah. the most reasonably priced food, like a stadium food in the country. Yeah. No, it really is. I mean, I can attest to that. We, like, I mean, we Ch- went. Chick-fil-A like- has to sell their sandwiches for what they sell them for at the store. They cannot mark them up. That's yeah. the deal they made. Like every restaurant that comes in. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, no. Same thing. I mean, we ate at, uh, I think we ate at Fox Brothers when we were there. Oh, and It yeah. was really good. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like it's it's not, they don't, they don't gouge you. I mean, everything is relatively reasonable. Like the first time I've gone to a sporting event and not paid 20 bucks for like a 12 ounce beer. Right, yeah. Like I paid... Seventy dollars to get in here and watch this. I can spend another sixty on drinks and you know whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it can be crazy. Uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll I'll take myself up there. I know of well, I mean you, but I also I know yeah. a few other people that uh, um, go or have expressed interest in going. So, but I mean, as big a Falcons fan as I am, I still have not been to the new stadium. Oh, mostly because they've sucked for the last few years, and I really don't want to pay good money to watch them lose. Um, I mean, that's fair. (laughs) You go watch. You go watch the Atlanta United, though. They might win. They usually win. (laughs) At least then, I like. Even if they lost, I'd be like, "Well, I've never experienced. It would be an experience. I've been to a football game. I've been to baseball games. I've never been to a soccer game. So." You and know. it's not as long. It's not as big of a time commitment. Like, I mean, you go to a football game, there's like stoppages and like it's boring. But like yeah. soccer, it doesn't it doesn't really stop. I mean, there's like a little bit of a halftime and, you know, they don't really stop for stuff, which ties my husband crazy. But anyway, <laughs> he's, he's like, like, I want to get up, but I'm going to miss something. He's he's like he's like this stupid sport. They don't have stop. They don't have any stoppage time. They don't have like how does the ref control everything? Why does the ref control everything? Why does everything count backwards? He's, he drives him nuts. <laughs> the, I'm like the, that's how you play the, the game. Ba- yeah, like, the backwards stupid. thing is is a little uh, um or yeah the way they do the timer thing. It, first time it I tried up. to yeah the first time I tried to watch it confused me. <laughs> I was like I. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, he's like, why don't they just stop the clock when there's a foul and when there's this and when there's that? I'm like, well, they don't. It's up to the ref's discretion. Like, that's how it works. And he's like, and, that's stupid. <laughs> I was they, like, okay, whatever. <laughs> am I wrong? They can add time? Yes. Well, that's how they do it. So it's the ref's yeah. discretion. 
like if it was like a legitimate stoppage or like how much extra time should really be added because you know if there's an injury or if there's like a big big thing where it like stops a lot of time then I think they like kind of pay attention to the time but when like you have players kind of doing like some stupid stuff I mean I think sometimes they don't always like add it on or maybe sometimes they add it on but yeah whenever you get to the quote like 45 minute mark or 90 minute mark which are the two ending periods of the halves it's not it's not you don't stop playing until the until you hear that whistle like that's what you're taught in soccer you never stop until you hear the whistle you always keep going because the game's not over until the ref stops it yeah so it's a little crazy it's a little different um it's very interesting so it's what i'm used to because i grew up playing the sport he's yeah. like this is stupid I'm like whatever <laughs> <laughs> then don't watch it why do you watch it you sit here and complain he's like hell in american you know, football that half the time they don't even stop when the ref does blow the whistle <laughs> also true <laughs> but it doesn't count so anyway. um so higgins is back we we end the episode with higgins return he shaved his van dyke um <laughs> And Ted comes in all excited, biscuits for the boss, and uh, surprise biscuits for Higgins. <laughs> who, that's a fun little exchange. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, how are you going to disappoint a three-year-old girl, man? Oh, she won't remember, which is true. She probably won't. <laughs> yeah, but like, I would, I would feel horrible about myself. <laughs> when Higgins opens them, I say, oh, these were definitely for a three-year-old girl. <laughs> That was hilarious. These are definitely for a little girl. She's like, yeah. Um, nice and, touch. And we end in the locker room in such a great moment. Like, we're going to get Ted speeches in the next episode. I yeah. love that this episode ends with Ted going to make a speech and being interrupted twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First by Nate <laughs> with mm-hmm. an apology, like, um, which uh, we could talk about that when we get like full on spoilers. Um, okay. Uh, and then by Roy, who uh, you think is going to make a speech because he says, can I say something? And then he just ends it with second team's going to kick first team's ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which I loved because it was definitely his way of acknowledging what was happening so it's like okay i like it and it, it's kudos to them for not spelling all of that out he just comes in mm-hmm. gives his explanation for why he's late because his niece found this girlfriend's vibrator and he <laughs> had to go get her ears pierced um and, oh uh, yeah that makes sense <laughs> um and then he just goes over to his locker and he changes into his jersey and then puts on the second team because second team wears a just like a small blue like the I don't, pennies yeah like over their regular jersey mm-hmm. and he just puts that on like he doesn't make any kind of like um, I'm not the captain anymore I'm just nothing. Like, is he it, not the captain anymore? Though he technically he still is. Technically, yeah. Uh, that's there's a big thing with that in the next episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, technically he still is until the next game because the uh, right. when you would know 
the yep. captain has to take has the to, field. Yep. Um, yep. So, um, while right now he's still the captain, he has resigned himself to play that he's going to sit the bench. Yeah. You know, barring any other instances. Um, which, anyway, well, lots of talk, lots to talk about for the next episode. Yeah. Um, we'll save that. <laughs> so the the ending of this episode is extremely unique. Yes. I love it. Every episode cuts to black and the music. Mm-hmm. This one got this one gets me every time. It's so fucking good. And I they just let the camera roll. Everybody piles out of the locker room. Nate starts picking up the old jerseys and stuff to take the wash and Roy's still there getting dressed because he was late. Mm-hmm. And the camera just stays. You see the whole locker room. Roy gets up and with nobody else seeing him, walks over and then puts his hand on the bleed poster. I know. It's so fucking good. I know. It makes me cry every time. Because <laughs> it's just like such like a unique way that, that they did that with like the credits still rolling over. Mm-hmm. No words and just, oh, it's like, oh my God, I love that. I love that touch. All right. So... Uh, favorite joke in the episode Not a ton of jo- Some funny moments Not a ton of like Jokey jokes Ted with his like Dad joke stuff oh, But like God, So yeah. it's like Favorite funny bit I guess in the episode Anything Anything that Keely said That was That was funny uh, <laughs> oh, so most... you are ready To talk about it Yeah Yeah Oh you are ready To talk about real stuff Okay then <laughs> Come sit <laughs> Here you go I love how she just like hands him a pillow. I'm like, oh, I'm not the only person that does that. Or, like sit on the couch and like hug a pillow. Like, <laughs> like that was great. Um, the, a lot of the stuff between her and Rebecca, it, it may not have a lot. Some of it was funny and not all of it was funny. But I just I just loved her in those scenes. She was so good. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's it's it sounds like a cop out to say it was the, the beginning of the episode. But like <laughs> I, the. Every single time Danny walks in and flips on the light. I've seen this episode <laughs> six times. Every fucking time it makes me laugh. The <laughs> look that Roy gives him. Like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but he gets another Danny, Danny's so great, man. Have you ever watched any interviews with that guy? I have not. I mean, he seems like that guy. Like he just seems like that guy. Like he's oh. just so positive. That's funny. <laughs> Before they practice when they're talking about uh, food poisoning, (laughs) Danny's like, yeah, for the human body to be able to do both things at the same time. It's amazing. Like, that's your takeaway from that, man? Not the words I would use. (laughs) Not the words I would use. (laughs) Um, But yeah, him flipping on those lines. (laughs) Hola, Roy. It just makes me Roy's just like uh, I just want to get out of this ice, ice bath And strangle you Like I am floundering here And you're just You're out there running drills Like <laughs> just because Like I know No wonder he's always hurt though I mean he doesn't ever stop Yeah and, Um Yeah that that's my favorite funny moment In the whole episode Um <laughs> It's a good one So like 
possible spoilery stuff. So, uh, so spoilers for future stuff. If you don't want to hear it, you, stop now. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> Nate's dream. Like, holy it, shit! I mean, what the fuck, man? <laughs> right? Like, I had a dream that I was a crow and I pecked you to death. Like, holy shit, man! Like, that's that's foreboding. <laughs> If that's not foreshadowing, I don't know what the fuck is. I was like, whoa. Because obviously, on a first watch, you don't catch those things. But yeah. this time around, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's just like so. I mean, we, we don't they know. Had, I mean, they had to have known. Three. Yeah. No, like, but they had to have known this is where they were going. And that, like, yeah. the fact that they were able to write this into the almost season one finale, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> That is crazy. The other thing, Nate's not even in the scene for when Rupert is uh, talking to Rebecca. Um, She tells him that she's fired Higgins. And he's going on about how that's a shame. And he drops this line about, well, maybe now he'll take my offer. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, that, that doesn't play out until season two either. Like, if you're not paying attention... Like, he's literally it. talking about he's going to buy another team. Mm-hmm. He's obviously already looking into it. And he's trying to poach her people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's not Higgins, but it does wind up being Nate. I know. Oh, my gosh. Which so, is like, God, I hope people stop listening. Because seriously, if you have not watched it. <laughs> If anyone's listening, like, and you haven't seen that moment, like, I am sorry, because that is, like, the biggest, like, jaw hit your floor moment. I immediately texted you, and I'm like, Logan, we're doing a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, I just finished it. We have to talk. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a, and I mean, not to talk about the trailer for season three too much, because I know there are people who don't watch trailers, but, like, there was a moment in the trailer for season three where we see Nate coaching Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Ted and his son are on the sideline, like cheering him on, waving at him. Like, yeah, I like, I cannot wait, man. Um, Apparently they've already screened some episodes for critics and I've read competing like alternate, like one headline was like Ted Lasso gets a, gets by on good feelings and nothing else. And oh. then I read another one that said, uh, Ted Lasso picks up where it left off. It's still the best show on television. I'm like, well, this is going to be fun. Cause <laughs> like there were a lot of people pissed off with season two. A lot of people did not like season two, um, okay. mainly because of where it goes. Okay. So I was at first, but this rewatch and you're, you're kind of, you're kind of talking, you've been talking me into it because you had to talk me down off the ledge. I'm not going to lie. Like when, once I got that reveal and I texted you, you kind of had to talk me off the ledge a little bit. Cause I was like, what the hell? Like I was pissed. But now that we're doing like the rewatch and we're kind of getting to see some of the things being set up, I, especially in this season and am starting to see how Ted leaned on Nate and order to kind of basically not intentionally because it's Ted. I don't think he would ever do this intentionally, but kind of as a way to like almost like shirk his duties. And so that he didn't have to learn the game. Yeah. 
And you see that because the only way they get to halfway decent in this season is because of Nate. And he Nate gives him all beard. of the credit, but yeah. then he can you can also take that as, oh, well, I took a chance and I'm glad that it worked out. And so I'm like, I'm giving you all the credit, but I also could have done this just to like use you as the scapegoat. Yeah, because if it, you know, I mean, Nate, I think Nate says at some point he in does. season two, like if it he all does. falls apart, I'm taking the blame. Yep. You know, because you're Which, calling it my plan. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which I kind of. I, like, I kind of get that. Like, in, in one respect, I'm like, I like that Ted doesn't take credit for other people's ideas because it personally irks me when people take credit for, for my ideas. Like, I don't like it. But at the same time, like, when you want credit for your idea, you have to own up to the fact that if it fails, it's on you. Right. And it, Ted sort of pushed Nate into that limelight without his permission. Yep. And, and it, it, you know, not that Nate doesn't have fault in everything that happens. He certainly does. He misunderstands yeah. so much about what's oh, going on. He does. Um, but it's easy to see, like, why he misunderstands it. Yes. Um, like, like, there's a big thing, which, I mean, we're going to talk about in season two, but there's a big thing with the picture. Like, he yes. gives Ted a picture. And he's like, I, I gave you this picture because it meant something to me and I hoped it would mean something to you. And instead the picture on your desk is like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. But when you go to Ted's apartment, the picture's on his nightstand. Yep. But Nate doesn't know that because yeah. it's never been there. Yep. Which so, I think like is a failure on Ted's part, honestly. I agree. Because if they're that become that close and that close and there's a coaching staff, I feel like they should have at least come to his. He's the head coach. He should have had. I feel like he should have had them over for dinner at least, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or just in passing, just been like, hey, I love that picture so much. I just want you to know that, like, it, it's on my nightstand. Like, yeah, because that's a very Ted thing to say, right? Yeah. I mean, it, on one hand, it like when you give somebody a gift, like, it's it's not really you don't get to decide where they display it or how, if they use exactly. it or but the flip side of that is if somebody gives you a gift like it is absolutely your responsibility to like express to them it, you know especially if it's not false that how much it means to you you know yeah. like something like that you know it, it's just yeah. like you know, it, it's not like your mother-in-law giving you, like, this portrait or something that she had done, and she's going to come to your house and see it on over your mantle or something, exactly. you know? Exactly, yeah. This is a dude who doesn't come to your house. It's 100% your responsibility to let him know, hey, man, that meant a lot to me, you know? Not to just assume that he knows. Like, it, it's it's such a two-way street, and... I hope I'm real curious if Ted winds up seeing it that way. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, one of the things that I didn't like and I realize I am absolutely jumping to the season two finale (laughs) is the they 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 appear to never have a conversation. There's a significant time gap. 
And it appears as if they never talked about it. Like, I feel like that's something that Ted would have and should have said before a decision was made, but maybe, maybe not. Yeah. So that does, that does bother me, but we can unpack that when we eventually get there. (laughs) So the next episode, we're going to be talking about that finale, but Mm -hmm. where we have a a bit of a problem and we can work Mm. it out on the podcast. I will (laughs) not be in town next week. And you also have a lot of prep to do for another show next week. I do indeed. So. But unfortunately, that workload isn't going to change for a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I'll just have to figure out how to make it work. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) normally it would make sense to take a break. And I thought I had it worked out. So, (laughs) we had a break in between the the finale of season one and me being on vacation and <laughs> so I did not did not work that out right. Um so that's I mean it worked out how it worked out. It's not really on me. Uh we just we started when we started. So um had we started a week earlier we'd be great. Uh, <laughs> so there'll be a a a week break in between us talking about this episode and the finale. Yeah. And then uh, we can either dive right into season two or I, I posed the question of presenting the uh, the um, uh, movies to uh, what's films, it, to be buried with. films to be buried with questions to you and having you answer them as a, like a little break in between seasons. But since we're taking a week off anyway, I, I'll leave it up to you. I would say we should do that because the week after that, the first week in April, I'm going to be on vacation. Gotcha. So that actually works out well. We we take a break next week, give any potential listeners uh, a minute to percolate and form any theories for the finale or whatever it is they're doing if they're listening. Um, <laughs> and then we can uh, do films we buried with the last week of March because that first week in April, I'm not going to be in town. That does, that does work well. Um, then we can okay. start season two like mid-April. Yeah, that works. That works really well. We'll be about halfway through, or well, probably a quarter of the way season through season three by then, which I I'm not going to talk about it, especially if you're not watching. So yeah, it's. It's it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna get interesting because I've got to do Superman and Lois, which is a heavier lift uh, for that podcast for me, and then watch you know catch up on a season uh, an episode of Ted Lasso. So I don't know if I'll I'm afraid I'll get confused if I start mixing in the new season, but I don't want to. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know how good that's gonna be if we're trying to to talk about it, but I haven't watched it since this is technically like a rewatch podcast so i don't know i'll figure it out (laughs) i might just like binge a couple episodes and then and then to unconfuse myself just make sure i rewatch and the the episode we're talking about before we talk about it and not watch any new ted lasso until until after we talk talk about it i know this sounds crazy but i've got to do that in my brain or i'll only be thinking about the new season you just you gotta well i mean i don't know do you follow any of Ted Lasso people online I sure don't 
Good. <laughs> so I, I was sure going to say, you're probably going to have to avoid spoilers. So which, I also uh, I also do try to I also do try to do that. So. Um. So anyway, yeah, we'll be off next week. I'll be on vacation. For I'm actually on vacation because the way my work schedule is, I'm on vacation for 12 days. So wow. I like I'm only going out of town for a couple of days. So that whole week, like uh, not next week, but the week after, I'll be in town and pretty much free. I'll just it's like a staycation. Uh, but I, I mean, I just took a week off. It's the week of my birthday, so yeah. I just took the week off because I had the time to take off. So yeah. Um, cool. So, you know, recording, if if you decide you want to record something in the middle of the week, I'll be free. That's probably not going to work with super, with all those Superman and uh, yeah. Lois stuff. And and don't don't get caught up on Flash. Just go I'm the just Wikipedia not. entries. So it's so <laughs> fucking bad. Um, anyway. Uh, go check out everything else over at xwingfiles.com. We're talking about Mando season three on the main podcast. It's oh, I have not started that either. Uh, first episode's a little rough. Um, yeah, he told me that. Only because it's short, but the second episode is fucking amazing. Speaking so, of avoiding spoilers, I'm on like a social media freeze right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, I don't know if there's any super spoilery stuff, but yeah, there's definitely some stuff in the second episode you you don't want to know. You want to kind of just experience. So, Ugh, God, um, I'm going to have to break down and just watch the damn thing. That's the thing <laughs> I have to do. I mean, I love it. I love the show, and I don't want to be spoiled on it. <laughs> uh, the, the, the I was this other podcast I listened to. They've just begun in the last like year calling it peak TV. They're just like there's too much shit. Like there's just too much. We, we can't <laughs> talk about all of it. Like we're trying to watch what we can. Like give us a break. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, so much stuff. There's so much stuff. Okay. Um, and also the Bad Batch. Holy shit, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> I know. I I haven't even started that season either. So. Um. But yeah, go. Andor anyway. Yeah, well, and or you can skip till you get around to it. It doesn't really okay. tie into much. Um, right. So, so yeah, xwingfiles.com. Go rate and review us on iTunes. Share us. Like, you know, I know we're not going to be talking about season three for a little while, but like, you know, we're pumped. Yeah. So don't, well, I, I don't even give out my Twitter handle anymore because I deleted the app. So, oh, no. <laughs> I just I found myself like wasting so much time on there just reading yeah. people's Twitter feeds and like watching dumpster fires. I was like, this is I just gotta be done. Like I just delete it. It auto tweets the episodes when I post them. I'm like, that that'll just be enough because I'm I'm wasting hours of my day looking at Twitter feeds. So. Oh dear. Yeah. No, that's not good. I agree. It's good good decision. <laughs> And and you will be back next week with your podcast. I will, yeah. So if you're watching Superman and Lois and you've made it this far, um, you can check out Tomorrow's Legends. You can find us uh, wherever you can find podcasts. And if you're into Superman and Lois, we are going to be starting season three. There is a very big bug that just flew in front of my face. Um, and... They're, my co-hosts are also wrapping up um, their coverage of The Flash, which 
as you know by now, I have refused to watch or podcast about for the final season. So, um, but if you're interested in that, uh, you can go hear what they have to say. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I, I might go back and listen to those episodes just to see if A, they can change my mind, or B, anybody else is like, holy shit, this show is a dumpster fire. <laughs> Um, I know for a certain, like, my one co-host uh, agrees with you that it's a uh, dumpster fire because on our, like, host thread, he's like, I don't know if I can podcast about this show this week, y'all. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I made the right decision. <laughs> it's just, it's so bad. It's worse than it's ever I feel like they cut the budget to nothing. <laughs> I'm certain that they did. I'm like, holy shit, we're lucky if he runs one. He, we're five episodes into the season. I swear to God, he's lost his speed three times. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I can't run this week, guys. Oh, oh that's that's it, not that's not it, good. It's rough. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, go check out all that stuff. We'll be back in two weeks or so uh, talking about the season finale. And then we're going to do something fun. If you don't haven't listened to films to be buried with, go check out that podcast. I'm sure he's talked to somebody that you're like, Ooh, I like that person. So, um, yeah, it's a good show. Uh, I can't wait to hear all your answers. So I need to prep. <laughs> so I, did you listen to the one Spencer and I did where we ripped it off? I did. I did okay. actually. I'll, I'll shoot you a message with all the questions. Because uh, I have them, I have them somewhere. Um, so <laughs> there might be a little bit of awkwardness because he asks some kind of awkward questions. He so. does ask some awkward questions that I honestly have absolutely no idea how I will answer. So I, I, I do need to put some thought into this one. Um, normally I go very, very off the cuff uh, for for this podcast, but I, I gotta, I gotta prep for this one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll get it together. I'll send them to you tomorrow. That'll give okay. you two weeks lead yeah. time. So. Yeah. Perfect. Good deal. All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.